You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I'm not getting very far <laughs> naked out in the streets before someone says something to me like, hey, you're naked. Especially since your street is just basically tore up. All yeah. the construction workers are like, hey, <laughs> it's a pants on. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton is down in South Carolina golfing, or he will be in the BMW Classic. He was all cleaned up looking like Matt Hamilton yesterday. The curler, even though Chucky Hepburn, former bad, or current badger, did not know what the sport of curling is. We did end up explaining it to him, and he was able to figure it out. Today, uh, in for Mr. Matt Hamilton, and probably wondering what in the hell we were doing yesterday as we talk about Matt Hamilton barely remembering to wear clothes, uh, is Pablo Iglesias from WKOW. Thanks for uh, coming in today. It's always a beauty to get the Major League call-up, as I was just saying to Jesse Nelson, who's in the booth right now. I got a, I got big shoes to fill with, with Matt Hamilton. I am wearing the AJ1 zone, wearing the Lost and Found, so those are good shoes, yes. but I don't know if they're the big... He's got... I mean, well, Jim, you and I know, like, we've, we've got the little chat and everything. Yes. He's got his Haritos, yep. SB Dunks. Those are clean, by yes. the way. Those yes. are clean. But thank you again. It's always it's always great to be here. We do our best to try to keep up on the Matt Hamilton shoe game. I'm wearing my, my Cherry Jordan, uh, was it? Is 12? it 11s, bro? 11s oh, the with tw- the, uh, these. Yeah, well, the Concords. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got those rocking today. And you can see that at Jim and Matt. We're on YouTube as well. And uh, we will get into plenty of things, but... Bubble, I'll ask you this question just to kind of close the loop from yesterday and the open. Again, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Jesse, if the mountains are blue, you know what to do. That's crush a Coors Light, Jim. Absolutely. And so Matt Hamilton yesterday showed up here instead of uh, where he was supposed to be, which was Maple Bluff for our remote. And he then subsequently blamed everyone else but himself. Basically, (laughs) everyone else knew uh, to the point it it wasn't a secret. This was weeks out, so like everyone... Obviously, just assumes Matt knows because we all know otherwise. There's a schedule online you can access. There's emails that are sent out. There's a weekly schedule sent out. That all sounds too simple. Yeah, Matt's response was, I don't know how to work my email. I don't have it set up. I don't respond to your emails, so you should just know that I'm not, I don't read anything that comes into my inbox, nor do I do anything as far as finding the schedule. Now, my question is more of, how in your place of work, if you just showed up to the wrong place and then you blamed them, how would that go over? You know, whether Matt likes this comparison or not, it's almost like when Aaron Rodgers was kind of saying back and forth between the negotiations, hey, the front office didn't didn't uh, call me, or you know what, they knew where to find me. They, I have bad reception, I'm on Wi-Fi, you could FaceTime me. So I don't know, look, you know, Matt, if you're listening to this and, and you like the comparison or you don't like it, it is what it is, that's kind of what stuck to my mind right there. I don't know, but you gotta, you gotta shoot it got a call hopefully you guys are on teams you got a slack you got something dm someone on twitter man i don't know that's that's yeah. just my thing but the other part of it is and matt will love that comparison because he's an aaron <laughs> Rodgers fanboy and defends aaron Rodgers' facetime fiasco but on a side note apparently aaron is the only one that doesn't know how to set up wi-fi calling uh, at their home like he's got wi-fi out there if you take facetime you just turn on wi-fi calling the calls will come through and work on your wi-fi irregardless uh the the other uh part of it with um with matt hamilton is obviously he's horrible at you know checking you know giving time off and doing all that kind of stuff there too. So uh, the question I had though is if you are so he was able 
to make it on time. But if you arrive somewhere, uh, you can do this at your work. You can do this with a significant other. That there are times where you might try to play it cool so you don't look like an idiot. So if you mm-hmm. like showed up here at the office, or if I did, and they would be like, "What are you doing here?" I'd be like, "Oh, I'm I'm just dropping some stuff off," uh, and then try to figure <laughs> like try to play it. See if I can work my way out of it. Talk my way out of it instead of just. Immediately being like, I'm a dumb dumb, but Matt apparently is okay with just being a dumb dumb because the rest of us are, I think, would try to fake it and maybe we can make it. I I honestly would also go with the same route that really? Matt that Matt does. I would take the L. I would graciously do it, and I'd be like, you know what? We just slip up. Even the best team, even the best NBA regular season team was 73 and nine. They had some losses at some point. They weren't a perfect team. So I'm just saying, or the 72 and 10 Bulls. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. yeah. So you take L's at some point, yeah. and it's okay to graciously wear the L yeah. and try to get yourself back on your feet. That's just my take, though. So, so I, feel I, I it. just try to see if I can. I'm, <laughs> you know, man, it's been married for a long time. I get enough trouble for forgetting things. At times, if I can kind of. I'm sure it's somewhere in the back of my brain, so if I can buy myself a little time to figure out and pull out where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing, that you know, I, I'm okay at buying myself some time. And uh, what are you doing here, though? You you work in a news station. The Milwaukee Bucks have a brand new head coach. Yet you're here uh, talking with us. Yeah, you know, I uh, I just said, you know, Adrian actually called me personally, okay. and and I was like, hey, look, I I actually have to be, you know, I I have another commitment. Uh, congratulations. No, I'm just kidding. It's a little <laughs> bit of a switch up in the schedule now, but um, our our newer face at the station, Luke Gamble, is out there covering this. So you do uh, have so, someone out there. So we do have somebody out there. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a big day for sure. It was actually rerouted because we didn't even realize that this was happening until give or take twenty four ish hours ago. Yeah. So it was a big change. But we do have somebody out there, and of course, Jim, you know, I, I wanted to hang out with you. Come no, on, I, we appreciate buttering it. you up or anything. Not not that I'm doing that. What? Right, right. Well, <laughs> and we're just have you know having a little fun with you because it is uh, it's a story, but a press conference is a press conference. Sure. It's not like it's anything groundbreaking can happen out of it, but. What were your thoughts? And I want to get everyone else's thoughts on this as well. 844-770-3776. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio in 844-770-3776. Do you think that former athletes are can make good head coaches? And, and what are your kind of guidelines for that? 844-770-3776 is definitely a mixed bag. Uh, Adrian Griffin is one that I do believe. And I don't know, do you remember his playing days at all? Do you remember having a basketball card of his or anything? Or? I'm going to say very briefly, to yeah. be totally honest, but I think he was also relatively in a discussion for you know stuff with the Chicago Bulls yes, as well. Yes, he was. Yep. So, he, so the name is familiar, and, and I think going back to your big bigger question, are former players successful as head coaches? Not all the time, but I do feel good about this one. Because let's, I mean, the Bucks very much did take a risk with Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, it's not like he was a role player necessarily. He was probably more of the prominent guys in your starting five. But let's look at Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr was a role player, but he knew different ways of how to, I mean, we saw it in the last dance. We saw how he explained what his role was and how him and Jordan had that relationship of identifying who he was. And I think the quality role players are good head coaches because they survey the playing field really really well they know what everybody's job is supposed to be versus the person who is the go-to scorer they probably can't be a good head coach they could be a good mentor they could help you kind of fine-tune the little things but in terms of successful head coaches i don't know if the guy if you will could be the successful head coach mainly because they only know one role and that's to be the takeover whereas for example with steve kerr 
he is someone who knew his role but can help the stars identify, hey, it's time for you to take over, or hey, role player here, big guy there. You guys can do this. And I think Adrian Griffin, with what he's done with Nick Nurse, would have. I was huge on the Nick Nurse thing, train, yeah. sure, but let's just be honest. How can you really... Both rosters, don't get me wrong, Milwaukee has a great roster. They have multiple, you know, Giannis, who is a former MVP. The Sixers, though, have the reigning MVP. There's good talent on both rosters, but yeah. how do you really... It's it's kind of a rock and a hard place. So I don't blame Nick Nurse for taking himself out and wanting to go with the Philly job. And I really, really I could tell too, Chip, from your look that that you you were big on Nurse too. But no, I, I, my look is yeah. I think <laughs> he was taken out of this job. That mm. I think he learned in the Bucks. This is smart, good business. This is not the first time. Look, Doc Rivers is a big time coach, and then he took his name out, and then Phoenix hired Frank Vogel. So I think it's a courtesy they do to higher-level coaches because some of the reporting on it, and we are efforting Eric Name to be able to join us a little bit later from The Athletic, is mm-hmm. that the Bucks, uh kind of moved towards Adrian Griffin after Giannis basically said, out of these three, Kenny Atkinson, Nick Nurse, or Adrian Griffin, Adrian's a guy I want like tenfold. That's the guy I'm most excited about. And then I think the Bucks allow courtesy of Nick Nurse saying whatever story he wants to say, allows him to stay in the mix for other jobs and then take it. So, I think the Buck, I would have liked Nick Nurse. I do like Adrian Griffin. And uh, he started his NBA career, uh, I'll do this in extreme juvenile voice, nine, the year 99 2000 with uh, Boston here, the takeover from juvenile that same year. That was actually his best year in the league, I think, was probably that, that first year in the league for Adrian Griffin. Uh, his son is a, was a high level recruit at Duke. I think he's in Atlanta right now. So basketball runs in his family. I think he would have had this job earlier. There was some allegations made against him that had been settled and kind of proven to be less than true. Uh, his kids backed him up on that allegations, and I think he countersued on it, but I think that probably set him back. To your point, he was for a bit in the mix for the Bulls job before they hired Billy Donovan. He played for the Bulls uh, in 2004, uh, in 2006, and 2008, so multiple years in Chicago. He was a head co- or he was an assistant with Billy Donovan, not with Chicago. He was an assistant in, with Scott Skiles. He's uh, obviously been a, an assistant in Toronto as well. So I think he's put in his time as a player, to your point. Darvin Ham's a guy that comes to mind. I think Adrian Griffin as a player and as an assistant timeline is very similar to Darvin Ham. And obviously the Bucks weren't going to be able to pry him from the Lakers. So I think this is a good hire, and I think you're right. I think at 844-770-3776, you want to chime in with examples of former players being good head coaches. But in general... Larry Bird was a good one. Yeah. I don't think you can call Steve Nash a good one. It wasn't like he had a horrible record, but it just didn't it just, work it out. It didn't mesh well with, with that group that he had, too. It just wasn't the right formula. I think Magic Johnson tried it for a little bit. That mm-hmm. did not work. So I think you're right. For the most part, they are on a different wavelength. Forget even like the takeover part of it. The way that obviously they're extremely talented, but. I think this was some of the talk of Michael Jordan as a leader, though. Like It breaks their brain not to understand that someone who's not completely locked in, giving their entire lives to being great. You think of Kobe Bryant wasn't a coach, but I don't know if he would have ever been a good one. I think some of these players where they have that maniacal competitiveness, they don't know how to relate to someone who doesn't have that maniacal nature. And I think that's also part of it as well. Adrian Griffin playing with all different types of people, to your point, and coaching with all different types of coaches, I think is huge. But the other part of it here, Pablo, is I love the hire of Terry Stotts. 
he kind of serves as their offensive coordinator. I used this uh, as a as an example before, but when Thibodeau, or, or excuse me, when Doc Rivers was in Boston, he had Tom Thibodeau, and he had an, a, a coach kind of served as his offensive coordinator. Thibodeau was a defensive coordinator, and I, I think if Adrian Griffin, who's more of a defensive guy, can hire another older coach to help him with the defense, but then having Terry Stotts in here, who's really good at offensive game planning, well, now you got an experienced coach who can help you run the offense, which might be your blind spot, and then you can bring in some more experienced assistants, and now you got a staff that a former head coach already in Terry Stotts, and if you fill it out more with more former assistants or former head coaches, you got an experienced staff, just not at the top. I, I think that's the the interesting thing too. I, for me, at least, I felt like that the Bucks were a relatively defense defensively sound team. I mean, there there were slips in the first round. Don't get me wrong, but it was more of the lack of offensive execution. I mean, we saw it in the elimination game where all of a sudden they're up. Then Miami starts making this run. Sure, you can make an argument saying that their defense fell apart, but more so it was that the offense just didn't answer. So I think going to your point, it just really helps to have somebody focus on that specific side because we know on paper this team can really light it up, but they just didn't, and it's going to be interesting to see. We we wanted something fresh. We wanted something new, and this is exactly what the Bucks are looking for. You can light up the uh, games over at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner over twelve million dollars in jackpots last month alone. Over sixty million dollars this year. More than two point five million dollars won in the last week. What are you waiting for? Go be a winner. Go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison on Sunday, June twenty fifth, between noon and three thirty. Twenty four players will step up and take a crack at their wheel to win up to $3,000 during the Grand Slam giveaway. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am... Jim Rutledge alongside Pablo Iglesias from WKOW. Hello. Matt Hamilton on... I don't know where he is. He's somewhere, but he is not here. I know he's making his way down to South Carolina, and uh, he'll be golfing in the BMW Classic down there, so good for him, but good for us that we have Pablo in. And we asked the question going to break there, what do you think about stars being head coaches? JJ and Ponette chimes in. Superstars... And savants in any pursuit usually make a terrible coach or teachers. They usually have trouble relating to anyone who doesn't have their freakish nature abilities or intelligence and uh, natural abilities there. And I agree. I think that is a really tough spot to be in. But I so that's why I do. I am excited about this hire of Adrian Griffin because I do think that. He obviously connected, Pablo. And this is the other question I have, and you can time, chime in on an 844-770-3776. Pablo, we'll start with you. The idea of allowing your superstar player to have this sort of influence on the hire, I'm okay with because, realistically, this is all about keeping Giannis happy. And the Bucks knew that. That's why they fired Budenholzer. Not that Giannis was saying you had to fire him, but they know they cannot allow the status quo. If they have another one and done under the same coach and you keep the same things rolling, Giannis is going to start looking around because he's got two years left. He could pick up this option, but realistically, if he's unhappy after this year, they might have to start looking to trade him so they can maximize value for him. So they understand that they're on a clock. Not that Giannis is going to go leave because he wants to play with his best friends or just be in a bigger market, but if Giannis feels his organization is heading in the wrong um, direction, I've said this before, 
He's loyal, but he's not an idiot. So if he doesn't feel like the Bucks are doing the right things to win, then he's not going to just give them carte blanche to let them stay forever. Yeah, I mean, of course, the the Game 5 post-game presser, as we all talked about, is a good perspective, sure, but at this, as you said, too, he he knows what's happening here. And, and you can't... You can't really blow what you had right there. You had a quality foundation roster. You were, I wouldn't say by far, but they were they were the favorite in the field to win this all. And now we're we're in a very different situation in the NBA Finals. But you are right. This is a good business move. This is, of course, to definitely keep. This is to for sure keep their superstar happy because that's what you have to do at the end of the day. You have to make sure that he's in a good spot. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of decisions in terms of this roster. Do you want to keep this core of Middleton, Holiday, Lopez, and all those guys here with Giannis? Sure, but you know, it's it is also that's probably going to be the next question. But it's going to be step by step. And going back to what you're saying, though, this is definitely a solid move, though, to to keep Giannis happy because he could very well. I mean, he even. You know, we we know how social media goes, Jim, for sure, where right. it's like Giannis will say one thing and Twitter will explode. It's like, oh, Giannis is going to be a free agent or he wants to trade. That's not necessarily the truth. But at the same point, I'm sure that Giannis is also open to, if that were the case, if he wants. Because at the end of the day, he's also a guy who is not afraid to take on the next challenge. He's not a guy who's going to settle. He's not a guy who's going to, you know what, as long as you know I'm doing my thing, that's all I can ask for at the end of the day. No, he wants to win, like everybody else, of course. But... He is a guy who is not afraid to take that challenge. And if that challenge down the road could be moving on somewhere else, hypothetically, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that. I like the op- I just like what the Bucks did there, their operation style. And it seems like maybe Chris Middleton's got a spot here, but I don't think that's set in stone. I just think that's good business because he was a part of the interview process. So I think the Bucks are going to play it right. And at least it'll make him feel like a part of the team until he isn't. So the next part here, uh, Pablo, I'll, I'll go to you on this, but I think there's dominoes to here, and we'll, we'll, we're going to effort Eric name for a little bit later in the show. But if there is a case where the Bucks can't just get a new coach, they either have to, I think, either clean out their bench and maybe Lopez as well. Maybe it's moving Bobby Portis in different parts in there and kind of reimagine everything around their three stars, or they're going to have to move one of their three stars. I don't think you can run it back completely with this roster either yeah I, I I do think that it's been it's been really helpful to see how much of a Swiss Army knife that Bobby Portis has developed into I mean he's been well let's look at this too I mean he was a guy who just jumped into the starting lineup when Giannis was out and did everything that he couldn't deliver and it wasn't necessarily that he had to drop 30 or 40 points or have a triple double but he was definitely doing the little things and I feel like he could be a solid piece that could move back into this do you want to take the chance on Middleton Shore I did he start to heat up somewhat towards the end of the season as he started to recover back from injury, sure. But also at the end of the day, these guys aren't getting younger. I think if I were to, I guess if you're if you're proposing this, if I were to keep two of the three in that quote-unquote big or you three... Could, or you could dump the, the backups and kind of reimagine everything sure. around those three. So I, that's kind of the first question of what you yeah. want to do with that. I, I, for sure, I just really like Drew Holiday more so for, as the facilitator. It's going to hurt losing a guy with a jumper like Middleton who can hit the... Chris Cash can hit those big shots. There's just something, at least in my mind, that I feel like Drew Holiday is a quality centerpiece in terms of being the guy who can facilitate the floor, the guy who can be the playmaker. You know, he could hit shots too, but it's more about spreading out the floor, it's more about driving, and it's setting up Giannis or setting up somebody for the big hit from downtown. I really like what, again, Drew Holiday brings. If I were to keep somebody from those stars that we have in the starting lineup at the moment, I think Drew Holiday is the guy that I focus on. Yeah, I'm with you on that, 844-770-3776. If 
what, if anything, do you think the Bucks need to do uh, to their roster? So you just roll it with Coach Griff and, and see what happens here. But I do think this is a good hire for the, the Milwaukee Bucks. I do think this is a, the right opportunity. And if there was going to be an assistant hired, he's one I feel comfortable with because of his long time in the NBA. Uh, we're going to get to uh, a little bit of uh, Packers talk here as the, the um, OTAs continue. And Aaron Rodgers, Pablo, is he's got secret special handshakes now with Sauce Gardner. He's uh, throwing darts out to Garrett Wilson. The Jets are not holding their last OTA session. I mean, Aaron's just influencing everything out there in New York. It was crazy to see him. Uh, what was it? I think it was at a Rangers game, and then he was at the Knicks game, and it's it was just kind of funny to see it where everyone's like, he doesn't want to hang out with the young guys, and all of a sudden he's just – well, actually – I thought I read somewhere it was maybe it was the New York Post, maybe it was SB Nation that he sat down with Sauce Gardner for like X amount of hours at dinner, and, and the bigger joke was who wants to sit down with Aaron Rodgers right, for right. I don't know if it was seven hours or what. It was definitely more than whenever you sit down for dinner, and even if you're having a good conversation, like they sat there for a while, and with all the things that Aaron loves to talk about, whether it's his ayahuasca or his darkness retreat. However many hours that Sauce just like sat there and listened, man, you know that's that's a lot of patience, that's for sure. But uh, it looks like he's really meshing well with these younger guys, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, and I I'm curious what Packer fans feel about that, and you can chime in eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six because it is different. It's not what was done here, and I don't know how you can square it any other way than saying that Aaron just was not as involved and did not have the same care factor last year with this team as he currently does. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's it really was just feeling like that he just wanted something fresh. That That's just really what I felt like it came down to at the end of the day. He's You could just kind of see it. I'm sure it's not easy for Packer fans to digest this by any means, that it's it's not easy, but... You could see it on his face the first time, or even when they introduced him. He was just stepping out already in Jets gear, biggest smile on his face. Not that he wasn't grateful for the Packers and what they did. You could just kind of tell that more so for him, whether he said it or not, before the Pat McAfee interview that he wanted to play for the Jets, that he's very, very much emphasizing, I needed something new, without saying it. Mm-hmm. He really, re- he kind of embraced it and did everything but say that verbatim that he wanted something new. I guess if that if that makes sense, like he just, and then you could just see it on the face when he was practicing out in New Jersey that this was the place for him to be. Absolutely, uh, a little bit of updated Bucks news here. Uh, Steve Menagerie from the AP asked the question to Adrian Griffin about uh, the. So basically, I'll just read this pretty quickly here. One thing that didn't come up in the press conference, and this was Adrian Griffin uh, was asking, or this question was asked of Adrian Griffin, was the Facebook post from your ex-wife and the defamation lawsuit. Did it come up in the interview process? Is that something the Bucks asked about? Griffin said, I appreciate you asking. I will say this. I absolutely denied the allegations. The allegations were unfounded. Unfortunately, I had to file a defamation case. I cannot get into the details of the litigation, but I can tell you it has been resolved. She made allegations of him for domestic abuse. Uh, I was followed up. Why was it important for you to file a defamation lawsuit? Again, I can't get into details on this matter, but I will add that I'm the one that filed the suit. And then another uh, reporter chimed in from the Walker Journal Sentinel to follow up on that. Do you think that ever prevented you from getting another coaching job? And Griffin said, I don't know if I've said that. This stopped me from getting jobs. That's something you'd have to ask the other teams. But 
Uh, for me, I'm just excited this great opportunity to coach this team, a dream come true. And then the last question was asked from Lori Nickel from the Walker Journal Sentinel. When you say it's resolved, was it settled or dropped? And he says, I can't get into the details there. But I think that does kind of, again, following up, putting to bed the details of there was an allegation made against Adrian Griffin a few years back. I do think that set back his career. He did file a defamation lawsuit, and both of his children came to his defense in that. So I do think that as much as you can feel comfortable about knowing someone's personal life with that out there, I think that's as squared away as it can be Mm -hmm. uh, based on the reporting and his thoughts on that. But we'll continue the conversation uh, on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. In a land carved by glaciers. I love you. He's been busy all day, but he finally decided to join the show. Alex, how you doing? What's up, fellas? Good to see you. Good to see you, Pop. I missed, I missed you, man. It's been a minute. I know. No kidding. It's uh, it's good to be back. Uh, yeah, exciting day. I'll just leave it at that. More details to come. Allegedly, you were just in the restroom is what I was told for the first two segments. So you were just... That is that is that is inaccurate <laughs> as much as I'd like... Uh, no, I hope everything's like okay. Are, are you okay? Do you need something? Yeah, I actually don't know that I've gone to the restroom today. Oh boy! Which is wow. uh, a long time for me, as we know, my bowels. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just shot it through the roof there. <laughs> we just handed you the ball up at the ninety-nine, and he is down into the end zone. He, Derrick he, Henry style. He is Pablo Iglesias, Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. And Alex Strofe behind the glass, getting into the show eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Fellas, what do you think? And I'm, uh, you know, I've. Spent most of my life in Wisconsin. Pablo, you're not a Wisconsinite. Strofe, you are. I want to chime in on... I did something very Wisconsin, I think, this weekend when I was over in Grafton visiting my family. And um, I wanted to kind of... What do you think are some of the most Wisconsin things out there? 844-770-3776. This isn't Matt's stupid bracket. I just want to know... <laughs> hey, yo. It's not a sports thing. Tell I us just, how you really feel. Well, Matt had... Pablo, we just... Oh, yeah, no, no, I was here for that. Yeah, 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 yeah we I was here for the play, bracket. We had to placate him. We really wanted to do this. and was Nobody else wanted to do it. Because here behind the scenes, like... When he wanted to do that bracket, it was right in the heart of like real things happening. Sure. And I was like, you save a stupid bracket like this for now because there's not much to talk about. And so now you have something to fill the time because not a lot is going on right now. There's some guys running around in, in shorts and t-shirts with the Packers and other teams in the NFL. And Adrian Griffin was hired, and we talked about that for a minute. But 844-770-3776. What are some of the most Wisconsin things that are not sports-related? So, like, just Ooh. Wisconsin things that are not re- uh, sports-related. 844-770-3776. Like, I feel like a, a trip to, like, if you're in the Madison area, but you know, I grew up in Cedarburg, a trip to the Horicon Marsh or trips to, like, the museum. My youngest went up to uh, the Baraboo uh, Children's Museum mm-hmm. last year or earlier, I think, last week. So, just Wisconsin things that are not based around sports, 844-770-3776, because I think I did one of the most Wisconsin things out there this past weekend. I think, it, I mean, I know we're heading to summer, but like winter for us specifically here on the Four Lakes, I have not done this because I am scared to do it, but people that walk out on the lakes when they are like frozen solid, that feels kind of great like, pick. Yeah. that is yeah. Wisconsin for sure. Uh, being on the terrace, whatever it is, uh, yeah, just this now going to summer is 
honestly, I did yesterday with a bunch of friends. Just go out to the terrace, hang out, have some beers, have some spotted cow down to that. No, oh, yep. oh, over so, under three and a half beers for you on the terrace last night. Well, we also actually we had pitchers. So over three and a half pitchers. We had probably four or five. Oh, but there were a lot of people there. There. Let's let me put it this way. I think there could have been. I want to say it was a a good one to one pitcher <laughs> pitcher to person. That's what we did. It was a, a good a, variety. Apparently, it was a buy one get one. It's a good Monday. Um, so yeah. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What are some of the most Wisconsin things you can do that are not tied to sports? Because uh, Alex, I don't know what you got out there as, as far as options here. We did also ask you what do you think about hiring a former player as a head coach? Do you think it'll work out? Rip and Rona chimes in, and um, he also chimes in on the idea of Drew Holiday. Are you guys comfortable with Drew as a true point guard? I think we need a true facilitator at point guard. I think pairing him with a facilitator would be great. Uh, Rip and Rona, I think the idea of having, if you could have a true backup point guard for him, that at times Drew could be the secondary guard, but uh, more than the ball distributor side of things, it takes so much energy for him to be the lead defender at times. I think that can take up a lot of his his bandwidth. Uh, to the other question, most Wisconsin thing you can do uh, that's not sports related, 844-770-3776. Drew and Madison chimes in with a cow pie throwing contest. Oh. You know what that is? Cow pie? I I know what cow pie high is. What's cow pie high? Uh, That's usually ugly high schools. No, it's uh, Cow Pie High. We called uh, UW uh, Washington County. That's where I went to my, my, uh, what do you call it? Junior college? What do you call that? Yeah, that's college. Uh, Just an ugly college. We called called UW Credit Union Cow Pie High. Uh, because it was not really like a. a you it, just said UW Credit Union. I'm sorry, UW, UW uh, Washington <laughs> County. Wow. We called oh. UW Washington County Cow Jonathan Pie High. Jonathan Taylor will not be right. happy with you on that one. We called you know, UW Washington County Cow Pie High because community colleges are just kind of. It's like a high school with like those who couldn't get to a regular college. It's not much different than high hey, school. Hey, Last Chance U is a cool series. Come on, man. But like, and I went to a community college, but it's basically, I think Chris Rock used to call it like a disco with books. There's such a weird eclectic mix of people there. But Washington, going to, to uh, UW-Washington County, uh, and the, go, the difference between that and Cedarburg was just different kids there. That was about it. So that's why they called it Cow Pie High because you didn't live on campus. You just commuted. It was like you were at home most likely, and then you just drove up to go to school. The only difference was you had a job, and you maybe just didn't go to school as much. But uh, most Wisconsin things out there, 844-770-3776. I, I know it's simple, but cheese curds? Cheese curds is a good one. Yeah. And then Summerfest would be the other one. You yes. know, I'm, I'm the Summerfest aficionado of this panel, so I would throw that out there. I feel like any water activity, too. I mean, if. Yeah. Yeah. Any water activity this summer, it was always kayaking, paddleboarding, all that stuff once it gets warm. And I, we're going to get an Iron Jack poll question up here in a minute about me as a father. So. My, I was out in Grafton area. I was out in Cedarburg, but my brother lives in Grafton, and we went over there. Me and the, my girls went over there. My wife stayed back. She had to get some, some stuff done around the house that she was hoping to get done, so she did a lot of painting and getting stuff ready for the summer. So I brought the kids over to, to Cedarburg, and we went to a place in Grafton that, like most places in Wisconsin, it is, it's a restaurant. It's a nice restaurant, but it had a pretty robust bar as well. And this is a spot that my brother likes to go to pretty regularly to play all the bar games, pull tabs, and then those video games as well. Not like the actual video games, but like a video bar game that you can win some prizes in, things like that. So he's kind of a regular there. So when we sat down, he uh, decided immediately, pulled out 
uh, 10 bucks, bought a bunch of pull tabs for everyone at the table and gave them to my kids. So my 10 and 6-year-old immediately playing pull tabs. So where does pull tabs rank as a very Wisconsin thing? I think another level, pull tabs at a dive bar. That's, yes. I mean, I, I feel like that's... that. Those go hand in hand, but we have to specifically say pull tabs. I did know somebody who, I think it was a, it was one of our going away parties for uh, for a friend now who works in Milwaukee. He bought a bunch of pull tabs, and one of our friends ended up winning a hundred bucks. Yeah. So yeah, he had, he had some fat stacks in the nice, <laughs> which at a dive takes you pretty far. It does. hundred bucks takes you far. You are buying the whole round. He did not yeah. buy the round, but anyway. Yes. No. You know what I'm saying. Absolutely. So the pull tabs there, the, my, uh, they won $3 combined with the pull tabs, my mm. real estate. So <laughs> they were doing pretty well. And uh, then it continued. My brother decided, I don't know what type of like the general side of this game is, but it's a game at a bar where you like basically drop a quarter in the top, and there's a bunch of quarters on a, oh, on a yeah, tray. Just, well, no, oh, it's on no, a no, tray, no. and then it pushes like the quarter pushes other quarters forward, and they'll yeah. fall over the edge. I'm not sure the specific type of game that is, but he brought ten dollars of quarters for the girls to play that game. That kept them busy before dinner, and so they were having a good time. And somewhere along here, which is why I could not allow them to tell their their school about their weekend, because the name of the game, guys, was. Uh, the the brand name of this game was called Bonus Hole. Oh, and uh, we get like hey a now. because hey now. Hey now. it's a game where it pushes the quarters forward and there's twenty dollar bills stuff like that, and then they go over the edge. But there is a hole in the middle of the floor of this game there, the bonus hole, if you will, where if hey the quarters now. fall in there, you really clean up. You get like a lot of money out of that. So this is the game they were playing. So how we? <laughs> huh? I. I really thought I matured past my my all boys high like, school type this? of immaturity, but I think the humor, leaning, that, that does sound phallic. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yes. leaning into it. They're leaning into bonus holes. So, uh, my brother told me that I'm like, it's not great. So he's asking me, are you, "Are you upset? Are you upset that we're playing this game?" I'm like, no, it's fine. So we sit down and we eat, and then he goes back and plays again, brings the girls with, and while they're playing, uh, they take a break for a minute, and he's playing the video. Uh, g- poker games next, not poker, but whatever the video bar games are. He's playing whatever those are. Sure. And the girls take a break and they're standing next to him. He's down to his last dollar. And Pablo, you thought your friend did well. My brother won a thousand dollars. What? So now my kids see my brother win a thousand dollars at the bar, which they're blown away about. So they're super excited about that. He collects his thousand dollars, and then he asked me. So all good. He said, can I give them each 20 as my good luck charms? Because I told them they were my good luck charms. Mm-hmm. And so then they got $20. So now they're both up to 22 bucks each. There you go. So now they're doing really well. So in my head, I'm like, am I a bad parent right now? Because now they're just like, gambling's awesome. <laughs> I've won $22, and I haven't had to do much of anything. On the flip side, if anything, they now know to hopefully pay it forward when they get winnings. Sure. To as you know, hopefully, like whenever you win, like big on blackjack or you win big on the craps table, you always got to tip the uh, you always got to tip the people at the table because they're part of it too. So you know you don't tip them ever, you don't tip right. them the world. But right. hey, hey, let me you know I win a thousand, uh, here's twenty or here's ten or whatever yeah. it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Now, Alex, this brings me to another part of it here. Did you go to bars when you were a child? 
Like with your parents? Uh, only for like the occasional Friday fish fry, but never for... Another Wisconsin. Uh, another yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't brought that one up. Yeah, that's that's a miss by us. But yeah, n- not often, I, I would say. But my I parents a, really weren't bar people. So my parents were. I spent a lot of time uh, in the Fort Atkinson area at different bars. Nick and Madison chimes in with Wisconsin things. Because I think a Wisconsin thing is taking your children who are under 21 to bars with you to go eat, hang out. Like I think that's a thing that happens in Wisconsin. And here's why. Is when I was down in, when I visited Florida at one point, I lived there for a while. I went down, it was my parents with me. And I, I think my mom and I went out somewhere and we stopped at a restaurant. And my mom, I ordered a drink with my mom. I think I was like 18 or 19. They're like, can I see your ID? And my mom's like, oh no, I'm 21. Uh, he could drink with me. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, insane lady. That's not a rule here. In Wisconsin, it is a rule that if you are at a bar or an establishment and you're over 21, the if you're their parent or if you're married to them, you can buy them alcohol. So that was, again, so that's why I think it's a very much a Wisconsin thing yeah. to take people under the age of 21 with your parent or if you're married in, in that part of it too to go have a drink. And so... I think it's a common parenting experience. 608 chimes in. Sounds like classic Wisco parenting on my part of it here, because I am going to get to the question uh, in a minute. But uh, Nick and Madison chimed in with meat raffles and barn parties mm, are uh, Wisconsin raffles. things as well. I've never participated in a meat raffle, I'll tell you that. We have some at, we have some at our station from time to time, and that was at very work? much... Yes, not all the time, but like, yes, at work, we've had... Wait, work-sponsored meat raffles? Yes. That sounds like Wisconsin to me. Yes, we have had a... a I don't know if it's going to be happening anytime soon, but we... We have definitely had meat raffles at our station. So, just saying. 844-770-3776. Is taking your children to the bar a common Wisconsin thing? I think it is. Uh, and then also, uh, what are some other Wisconsin things that are not sports-related? 844-770-3776. So, back to the, my kids playing the game Bonus Hole at this bar in, the, in Grafton. Hey, now. And they... Uh, they were down to their. They had just used up their last dollar. They had used up all ten dollars. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. I got two bucks cash. I mean, go get the two dollars, and then you are, then you're done. So they go and they put the dollar, two dollars in, and with about fifty to seventy five cents left, it wasn't all the way down to their last dollar like my brother was. They they hit the bonus hole, guys. They they got it. They got. Twenty. Hey they got twenty five dollars worth of quarters coming. The sound that twenty five dollars worth of quarters makes is very loud. So now the whole bar is in on my kids playing bonus hole and winning twenty five dollars worth of quarters. So uh, they very smartly. Here's what we did. They very smartly took I think about twenty twenty two dollars of that money and just put it in a bag. And so they were able to kind of just keep that for themselves for quarters. So now they are up about $35 each on the night. So they're having a hell of a good time. And uh, then they last up their last quarters and everything like that. So sure. my question is, 844-770-3776. You can pop it up on the um, Iron Jack uh, poll question at ESPN Madison at Jim and Matt. Am I a bad parent for letting my kids gamble? Or Look, play? Am I a bad parent for letting my kids play bar games with my brother? Hot take isn't like going to Chuck E. Cheese and Dave and & Buster's in some type of way a, a strange totally. form of gambling because you're playing games to get tickets, to get prizes, and you're spending money and hoping for the best. Boom, there's my hot take right there. I love that take. I think you're, I think you're onto something <laughs> with that. 844-770-3776. You can chime in. You're not a bad parent, Jim, though. Thank That's you, why I wanted to jump in. Yes, Because essentially, Chuck E. Cheese, Dave & Buster's, all those places, arcades, 
I think I'm just a Wisconsin parent. You're right. It's the same setup, except in this case, they actually got some cash money to come home with <laughs> instead of some tickets and some bad prizes. And a big right. old bear. Right. Some candy and a whistle that you know is going to break on the car ride there and annoy the heck out of you. Exactly. What I do know, though, Alex, is that if you were with me, you'd be drinking something from your good friends at Door County Distillery. I sure would be because they are locally produced, handcrafted, and award-winning spirits. I love all three of those things. And Door County Distillery, they don't just specialize in one thing. They specialize in all of it, whether that's their single malt bourbon, whether it's any other whiskey collection. They've got a ton of them, and they're all delicious. They've got a great bottle of gin with their signature green bottle. It's all delicious, and you can get it all right here in Madison, wherever you get great booze. But here's the other part I love about Door County Distillery. Not only do they use local ingredients whenever they can with all of their boozes, they also have these unique cocktail recipes on their website, DoorCountyDistillery.com, where you can be the hit of any summer gathering, whether you want to make something you know, nice and great for the morning, or you got to make something great for the evening, whether that's a, you know, a cherry old fashioned or anything in between, go look at the recipe list. You will be the hit of any summer gathering. DoorCountyDistillery.com is the website to find the retailer nearest you and all those recipes. Again, DoorCountyDistillery.com. Rutledge and Hamilton continues after this. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, a finalist for best of Madison radio team. Vote at channel 3000.com. People really like this show. With 919 area coach chimes in. Wisconsin things. With water ski show teams, absolutely. I remember going up north in the Rhinelander area, and I know around here a lot of free shows. You can watch them practice. Uh, that's always fun. And then you, uh, Matt, then there's the Mad City water ski uh, show team as well. So, yeah, a lot of different uh s- uh, ski teams around here. You can watch practice. Or you can go pay to go see as well. Lumberjack shows as well. You see the guys cut down the trees and do the whole thing. They used to have that on ESPN. A lot of those folks were from Wisconsin. Big thing up in uh, the the Northwoods area. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Pablo Iglesias alongside me, Jim Rutledge, Alex Strope behind the glass. We are live from the Everlight Slower studio. Uh, my good friend Ryan Kreiser also saying polka music. He also oh, confirmed yeah. too that as a kid, I think he grew up Clintonville. Um, near the truckers, yes, one of so, the great high school mascots. Yes, so he's from out there. So he also confirmed my parents took me to bars to eat all the time when he was a kid. So he has confirmed this big thing. He went to bars when he was young uh, at a young age. So neither of you did. Well, you did. I did. Yes, but you're not from Wisconsin. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not but, from here. But that so. never happened down in Illinois. Yeah, they might have different rules there. Yeah. Like, I didn't drink. My parents didn't take me to let me drink. Now, my, sure. mom, my mom definitely gave me wine at a younger age just to, like, well, she's out with her wine friends. Wine of all things? Well, she used to go out with hey, her knock hey, on your man. butt. <laughs> well, she used to go out with her friends to, um, I think, a place called Albanese's in the Mequon area, and it had, like, they would serve wine. It was, like, an authentic Italian restaurant, and they'd serve wine in, like, the old school, like, like they're almost, like, ounce cups. They're maybe like 10 ounce like circular cups. It's like a pint glass, but obviously down to 10 ounces. And they would serve wine in that. And like she'd go out with her friends and at times she'd bring me with for whatever reason. Maybe they couldn't get a babysitter or whatever. And then they'd be like, sure, try some wine with dinner. So then you'd have some wine with dinner. Maybe I was a teenager at some point. I, your dad gives you a Coors Light at some point and all that kind of stuff. So that's all part of the Wisconsin experience. But going to bars, I definitely went to a lot of bars as a kid. I was friends with a lot of bartenders and we used to, my brother and I would play, uh, we'd do our best to play pool, darts as well. We'd play a lot of that. I used to trade my basketball and baseball cards with the bartender, things like that too. 
So, what'd the, you trade though? Was the real question. Do you remember one that you that you wish Charles, you didn't let slip out? Yes, it was a Charles Barkley trade, and I was upset after I did it. And the bartender was nice and offered to like undo it because I was young and he was part, you know, was a grown man, so he was not going to like make me upset about it. But uh, my parents, rightfully so, were like, "No, he did the trade. It's fine." And it's basketball cards it wasn't the end of the world. But I remember that we used to go to this bar uh, in. Fort Atkinson, I think it's still around, called Bean Fangs. My parents knew the people that ran it. And uh, actually, when I came back to Wisconsin, we went to their, one of their anniversaries. I don't know if it was a 50 year or whatever. But I, I won't say who texted this in because it said, don't quote me, but they believe that you can't buy them a drink unless they're under the age of 18. I looked it up here, and according to Wisconsin.gov, persons under the age of 21 may possess and consume alcoholic beverages if they're with their parent, guardian, or spouses of legal drinking age. But this is at the discretion of the licensee. And so wherever you're at, the bar or a festival or whatever, has the opportunity to say, no, we're not going to allow that anyways. And so that would be their own policy. But the state of Wisconsin policy is that if you're married, to, if you're over 21 and married to someone who is not quite 21, you can buy them drinks. <laughs> who is not quite 21. Which is a weird thing. Ugh. Well, when you said that too. You feel dirty. Right. Yeah, no, I would assume, Hey, what's wrong with being We're going to assume that they're 18. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with being oh. 30, but if you were married to somebody oh, that's 19, yes. Pablo, I'd, I'd yes, think you're yes, a little yes, dirty. Yes, yeah. yes, but what yes. happens if you're like 21 and they're 19? That's okay, but it's why are you married? Well, I guess that's right. my question. <laughs> that is a better point, but also... So uh, much is happening. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Rutledge and Hamilton, Woo! Pablo. But the other part of it is... Um, the difference between being able to drink and not drink is massive, though. Like twenty, like the circles you roll in are massive. Like, how did you meet this person otherwise? So, like, that'd be the question of like, because there is like yeah. that's the biggest line of demarcation of like, you're 21, you're living an adult type life. Then you probably have some sort of real ish job, and you're starting your career, and you're going out to places that serve you alcohol willingly because you're over 21. I don't know where you're meeting people who are not, you know, again, if they're 20 and you just got married, like, that's a little different. But otherwise, there's a big jump between, like, 19 and 18 and 21. Like, that's a massive gap. I think mm-hmm. it's one of the bigger gaps out there in life. Kind of flipping the script, but keeping yeah. it close to, like, yeah. you know, being 21 everything, going to bars. Out of curiosity, you guys are of age. Have you ever been denied? When you're of age, of course, like, your ID, the bouncer is like, hey, this is not real. And it's just like, I've been in those situations. That actually happened to me just the other day where it's like, well, I'm 28. Like, do you I, still have an Illinois ID? I also do still have an Illinois ID, sure. But it's just in general. Like, I don't know. Have you guys ever been just turned away? Like, I'm just curious. Never. Just, Only for being too intoxicated. Yes. But never for being <laughs> not <laughs> age. <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. Shout out to Stadium View in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Sloth wants to point out that he got married at uh, 21, and he's celebrating 13 years this uh, year. Can so congratulations for me. Daniel, called, I, I'm going to go ahead Strafford? and say, <laughs> I think he tried to fix it later. Um, Alex Strafford. I would say that, Daniel, one, congratulations. I do think you're the aberration. I do believe statistics would sh- show that right. getting married younger usually leads to the marriage not working out. Hold on, I have more questions for Daniel. Like, is this a high school sweetheart scenario where you guys were maybe together for several years? Is she younger than you? Like, the scenario we were discussing? Like, is there a <laughs> You have gap? to buy your bride drinks at your yeah. wedding. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious <laughs> and some more, more of the information on that. Uh, 844-770-3776. So we will pull it. Am I a bad parent? I didn't see it up there. Uh, maybe I missed it. I may not have clicked send. Let me look. Okay, I so didn't click send. My bad. Our first Iron Jack poll question, 844-770-3776. How did you end up boarding it there, Alex Strove? 
Uh, up now on ESPN Madison uh, or at ESPN Madison on Twitter as well as at Jim and Matt on Twitter. Is Jim Rutledge a bad parent for letting his kids play bar games with his brother, i.e. pull tabs, slots, etc.? All right, that work? Yeah, I love it. And look, they they're thrilled. They're into the. They, I mean, they they're, they're took home like a gamble. year's worth they're, of they're cash. They're going to be addicted to gambling by age fourteen. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's like a year's worth of cash for both those girls in one night. Uh, they both pulled in over like thirty dollars that just, evening. Just teach them statistics, and before you know it, you get card counting. Right? So, Isn't right. that it? So here's the even funnier part: is my brother is a a bit of a degenerate gambler. Uh, he can pay his bills, so I won't call him degenerate. But he loves to gamble. He uh, was also betting my daughter. He said, hey, our, our, I bet our food will be out in three minutes. I'll bet you a dollar. Really? She won that bet, too. So she's just cleaning up that night because, yeah, he, it took over three minutes for the food to come out. Obviously, it was after the food was out for a while there. Uh, I want to tell everyone that you do not have to gamble with your financial future. You can go to Canopy Wealth Management. They take time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan at Canopy. Their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com. That's uh, Canopy-Wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.